Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, on the monorail, you know, I'm really getting some inspiration for some movies just looking at the things around me right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like that uh, lake over there. Oh, they could do a movie about lakes. What would they call it, Chris? Uh, Big Lake. Mm, that's a good title. Perfect, actually. What about these really cool doors over here? Oh, that's a good one, too. Like an animated door. What would we call it, though? What do we call it? Sliding doors? That's brilliant. What about the castle all the way over there? Oh, if castles had personalities. That'd be interesting. We need something, like, really catchy for this one, Alex. What about castles? Welcome to episode 229 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Alex. Today we will be giving the his on Pixar's Coco. We are recording live for our Goof Troop members right now. What does that mean, you might ask? Well, we're recording for our patron, pa uh, patrons, Patreon members. You can join <laughs> our Goof Troop by going over to our link tree, which is in the bio of all our social media. Also, as, uh, also in the description of our episodes. On our link tree, you'll find links to all our social media and also our Public, which is where you can buy our awesome merchandise with our logos on it. we got a Halloween one going right now. What? I love some. Yeah, man. Halloween. Halloween's coming up, actually. It fast. is? Actually, I think yeah, today is Halloween. Yes. Today is Halloween. Oh, that's probably why we're doing Coco. Spooky season. That's actually, we actually missed the boat because it's not a Halloween movie. Well, it's a, it's a movie for the it's next a, couple of days. It's a Day of the Dead movie. Right. So, which is tomorrow. Kind of insane. No, it's not actually. It's it's like, starts, November, think, starts November 1st. I thought it was like October 6th. No. Anyway, I guess maybe we'll get to the his on that. Besides hearing all of our banter, which uh, we, Alex may or may not keep in the episode, you're also entitled to giveaways if you're a Patreon member. And our $5 and up tiers, you can win really good prizes. We actually just gave away a really nice Oogie Boogie uh, Hallmark ornament. Uh, Jared won yep. that. Shout out to you, Jared. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was our big October giveaway. November will probably be a, a little bit smaller one. But then December, we're going to ramp it back up and give away a nice big prize for the holiday season, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. So make sure you're $5 or more, because if you go the $2 route, you're not eligible for the giveaways and also if you have some time uh feel free to go over to your uh podcast platform we would love spotify that's how we upload our podcast but if you don't have spotify anything else works and give us a five star rating if we've earned it if we, we haven't give us a four and give yes. us good reasons why we didn't yes. get the five you have to explain i yourself. want to learn Please. i want to be better you know what i should put that put together a syllabus and put together like a, a rating style so everyone can rate us the same way. You know it's what I'm talking about? Yeah, like a rubric. So a rubric. Exactly rubric, the yeah. word I was looking for. I could not think of it, even though I'm I don't I don't do rubrics. I'm, that's no. not my part of the job. But anyways, so please do that. If you have any information or ideas for future episodes, or you want to, you know, yell at us because we got something wrong, please email us at dizhispod at gmail.com. I'm gonna say it again slowly so you can write it down. That's diz his pod at gmail you can you know the rest because you know you're alive right now so you're good to go thanks for that alex please uh send us like even spend send us spam that's fine 
<laughs> yeah, forward your spam to us. Fish, phishing scams, like, uh, like maybe a, the worm virus. Bring, let's bring back the worm virus. You send that our way. I won't complain. We start getting hundreds of spam forwarded to us. <laughs> a little good phishing scandal. So before we get started on the history of the podcast, I would like to introduce to you all a very good friend of mine and a huge, huge fan of the Booby Coco. We have in virtual studio Sarah from the No New Friends podcast. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Now, Coco's a great uh, or Coco's one of your favorite movies, if not your favorite movie. So how did Coco become your favorite movie? Oh, my goodness. Actually, I hadn't watched a new Disney movie in a very long time. And my youngest daughter said, can we please sit down and watch Coco? And I'm like, oh, fine. All right. We can watch it halfway through. I'm crying. And she's patting <laughs> me on the back like it's going to be OK. It's all right. I promise. And from then on out, I just the music is amazing. The Just everything about it. So I just watched it over and over and over again. Uh, it's an amazing movie, and you have a lot of merch, too. I don't know what else you have. I don't know if you have the ears or not, but I know you have the the lounge fly backpack with the guitar. I do. My most expensive one, actually. So. Wow. Really? How much was it? $250. Are you serious? Did you, did you buy it on the, on the secondhand market? Like, did you have to... I did because okay. uh, it was not available anymore to buy. It was box lunch, like 70 bucks, but it was Riot. just one of those really cool bags that everybody wanted and there were just none for sale and I splurged. Uh, so. When you need it, you need it. No, I trust me. I, I totally understand. I do um, not understand because I hate spending <laughs> money. <laughs> I mean, so do I typically. That's, you know, that's how I am. But this was one of those things that like I, I had major FOMO. As soon as I saw it, yeah. I was like, I, I can't forget it. And Lewis made a joke because I had it like up on my screen all the time on my phone. Every time I clear it's away all my, to, all my things. the worst way to not buy something. <laughs> I, I would just have it there. It would be the one that was always open. And I, you know, swipe away everything else. And I'm like, oh, there's that there's that bag maybe. And he said, just go and get it. Buy it. So he's an enabler. However, yeah, that's all you need is permission. Uh, yeah, that was the one I had to have. Nothing better than your spouse's blessing and buying something irresponsible. <laughs> nothing, <the> better, <laughs> nothing better. Nothing um, better. Unrelated, but uh, there was a uh, but purchase related. I same boat as you. The, these these Day of the Dead, uh, not Day of the Dead, the Grateful Dead. So it's kind of related. Had the word <laughs> had the word dead in it. Uh, Grateful Dead uh, Crocs came out, and they were like a hundred and twenty dollars, and Crocs were sixty bucks, so it was double the price, right? I was like, I don't need these. Forget about it. Then LeBron James comes to a game with these Crocs on. And I was like, okay, if LeBron's wearing them, then I guess I have to own them. So they're actually sitting right to, my, right to my, they looked great on them. I was like, these could look great on me. I never wore them, but they're on display in my office right, right now. Yeah, I'm too afraid to wear them. They were $120 Crocs, but anyway. So I, under, I understand. I understand. I did not get my spouse's blessing, actually. she I never, I, I told her someone actually, uh, you got them at a thrift store. She had no idea how much they were. But uh, so anyway, if you live under a rock and don't know what Coco is, uh, Coco oh. is a t you don't like Coco. How do, you, how do you not know what Coco is? Oh, I was a little worried. I was a little worried <laughs> if looks could kill. Um, Coco is a 2017 animated Pixar film about a boy and his dog who travel to the land of the dead on Dia de los Muertos and must return to the land of the living. To this day, it is the only musical made by Pixar and is considered among the best Pixar films due to its inventive storytelling, catchy songs and emotional premise. All right. Before we get started, what's your guys favorite song from 
Mine's easy. Mine's easy. Yeah. This is an easy answer for me. Un poco loco. Yeah. I love that song. Un poco loco is a great song. Oh, it's it's the best, and the scene is awesome. I love yeah. it. The little tap dancing, the little part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah, go ahead with oh, yours. I've I've probably listened to the soundtrack over and over and over again. Uh, Proud Corazon is really? probably my favorite. Yeah. Which one is that? Yes, That's can you sing it for us? That's the one at the end. No, you don't want that. I'll ruin your ratings. That's the one at the end with that one year dun, later, dun, and dun, he's dun, got the mariachi dun. outfit. Yeah, on. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. song. That's a good song. All the songs are amazing, but yeah. um, my favorite is Remember Me, but it's the one that he sang to his daughter. That's my favorite one. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. But what, why I like the, the song Memories with him singing to his daughter was this movie came out 2017 and that's what I had my daughter. So uh, when this movie came cool. out, it was exactly, she was young and you know me, Chris, I not cause I'm a half ginger, but I have no soul. In a right. Sense. All right. No, it's true. We, I put this movie on in school where I was, I was a teacher for lunch and it's on and the song remember me comes on with him singing to his daughter. And I swear to God at work, I start tearing up. Wow. Because it hits me. I'm like, he's singing to his daughter about daughter. And I have a daughter. Like, it was like, it, yeah. hit, it hit me. And, and immediately I uh, I said, you know, oh, sports, Chicago Bears. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I got over it. And my wife has not let me live that down since. Yeah. I turned up too when I saw the dog because I have a dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I teared up the first time that, that Mama Coco starts to sing this song. Oh, that's Miguel. a good scene at the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother, unfortunately, had dementia. Aww. And so it kind of hit me that, you know, that brought her back. And that's that's when the kid was patting me on the back saying, it's going to be OK. Don't worry. It's going to be OK. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I didn't even catch. Yeah, because um, my grandmother uh, passed from dementia, too. And I, I, I haven't watched this movie, I think, since she passed. So I, I think that this movie, I'd look at it totally different. Um, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic, uh, <laughs> cautiously excited to watch this movie again. I, I really, I'm, I'm gonna put it in the rotation in the next week. Got to watch. You this. should watch. I, it I usually on watch Wednesday. it on Halloween. Yeah, I usually watch it on Halloween uh, when I do watch it, or I have it's it on in the background, you know, because it's just a. There's no one's gonna say change the channel when you have Coco on. So, did you ever watch it in Spanish, either one of you? I don't speak Spanish, so no. I haven't watched it in Spanish, but they have the Spanish versions of the song on yeah. the soundtrack. And mm. I've listened to those. Remember me in Spanish is, is really is a really good uh good version of it. I um I don't know why, but I, oh no, never mind. I did not watch it in Spanish. I was on the plane back from Germany and I watched Encanto in Spanish for some reason. Um oh, okay. Yeah. That's was, a good wasn't, one though. It was, it was. The songs are fun, even in the different languages. It's fun to fun to listen to and everything. Uh, so that was not Coco, but there was a, um, we'll talk more about this through the history because I'm sure we, we, we touched on it, but uh, there's a lot of uh, Coco uh, IP in the parks, but also like uh, different things on Disney Plus, which do we dive into that at all, Alex? We actually don't because I got enough history about the movie itself. I did not have time to dive into the extra Coco. Yeah, I just thought it was cool that they had the uh, the live. It was a live Coco performance uh, at Hollywood Disney Bowl. Plus. Yeah, did you, did you see that one, Sarah? No, I haven't. Uh, what? It's, yeah, it's it's now, it's awesome. It's amazing. To. I've yeah. seen it probably six or seven times now. Listen, I want to take a trip to Disneyland just to see what they have for Coco. But I mean, I, I want to see just the live, you know. Oh yeah. Version of it. I'll have to watch that now. 
Yeah, it's yes. it's it's all. I mean, if you like Coca, you'll love this. It's really cool. So let's get to the his on Coco. Lee Unkrich directed Coco, the 2017 Pixar film focusing on the Mexican holiday Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. This holiday is similar to other Catholic holidays that remember the dead like Dia de los Felos Defuntos, or All Soul Day in Brazil. Dia de los Muertos focuses on the tradition of the building of frendas to honor one's loved ones who have passed away. The altar, which can be inside of a home, at a graveyard, or even publicly displayed in front of a school or library, encourages his souls to visit so they can hear prayers said by the living. Lee Unkrich himself is not of Mexican descent, and is actually from Ohio, was raised practicing Judaism. Unkrich joined Pixar in 1994 as a film editor and later co-director of Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., and Finding Nemo. He made his solo directorial debut when he directed the 2010 Pixar film Toy Story 3. Unkrich was on a family vacation in 2011, enjoying the Disney World theme parks. He visited the Mexican Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase, and while passing a mariachi skeleton band, had the idea of a story about Mexican culture, despite having never seen a full story about Dia de los Muertos. Unkrich immediately got his story together. It was about a 12-year-old boy named Miguel, who wanted to be a musician, despite his family banning music from their home. Miguel discovers that music is closely tied to a family secret when he is transported to the land of the dead. Unkrich had a plan for a story, but did not have a script put together yet. However, after winning an Oscar for Toy Story 3, Unkrich went to John Lasseter, Pixar's chief creative officer at the time, and pitched him a story idea, which was immediately greenlit. So speaking of just the story here and the uh, just the writing behind it, this is one of the better written Disney movies, story-wise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a well-written story. Uh, crazy that the guy who directed it, who came up with the idea, had no connection to the culture whatsoever. That's just, it's insane. Yeah, I, um... That that was that's kind of shocking to me, but also cool that they're that they're celebrating, you know, other cultures around the world. We're seeing that more and more, I think, with these Pixar movies, um, I think starting with Coco. I don't know if it was done really before that. Um, I can't believe this was only it came out in 2017. Now that I'm reading 2017, this feels like it came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, it definitely does feel like it came out 10 years ago, not closer to five. See, for me, it just feels so new oh. like i missed so many years of of being able to watch it when did you watch it this year actually. oh my god really? for real yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. god earlier this year wow no, no that's a lie that's a lie actually it was last year because i got another coco lounge fly <laughs> for christmas Jesus. so it but it hasn't been that long that's for sure wow i saw it when it came out in theaters Wow. I think I, I, I think I did too. No, no, actually I saw it when it came out on, uh, on demand. I think it was on demand or something. Cause there was mm-hmm. no Disney plus back then. So I think I, I remember watching with Emily in my, uh, at my old place. 
instantly love the movie. The story, the, the story, I love the story so much because it's one of those movies where you think you know everything. It's like, oh, okay, this is very straightforward and this and that. And, and then they, they throw in the twist mm-hmm. with um, Hector. No. Hector, yeah. Hector his being his dad? His grandfather. No, who's his dad, though? His dad is his dad. His, Miguel's dad is his dad. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it. I got it mixed up. It was the <laughs> yes, it was the it was the grandfather. Yes. Great grandfather, um, right? Yeah. Great grandfather. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that much. It's been a, it's been a little bit since I've watched the movie. Because <laughs> Coco's if you his tell. grandmother and that was her father. Is that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Great grandmother. Great grandmother. No. Wait. The grandmother's See, the one confusing. that keeps around saying there's no music allowed in the thing. That's his grandmother. Yeah. Coco's yeah, his great right. grandmother. So it's his great, great. Yeah, see, the lineage is Great very confusing. Life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, RJ says we need to start watching the movies before we're I did watch it. We just spent I don't have to watch it. I actually seen a have times. it playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> to hear a little background noise, I wasn't going to say anything. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that he he thought of this like, at Epcot. How many, like, how many ideas you have at Epcot? And you're like, eh. But like, he was at Epcot and had an idea about a movie, and now it's a movie. Like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, you ever you ever like see something and you have an idea for a movie? It's like, what could have been? I get that. That happens to me all the time. Uh, nothing as good as Coco, though. I will admit that nothing, nothing as as good as Coco has ever come to my mind. So this guy sees the mariachi band, thinks of Coco. So why aren't we just? Why aren't they shoving it down our throats in Mexico? Please, like I wish they would. I wish there was more Coco. Slowly, we're slowly we're getting a little bit right, but just like give me more Coco at Mexico at at Epcot. They just have one little corner that's that's Coco. Yeah, it's when you walk in, right? Right when you walk into the pavilion, there's that little like uh, showcase. Is that still there? It's a mural. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. That's true. You do have it right at the entrance when you walk in. But it's the entrance. Like no one stands there and looks at that stuff. Well, I need more merch. So yeah, you well, that too. There, there's just not enough. Yeah, well, that too. Why wouldn't they? Because it's such a beloved movie. I don't. I've never met anybody who doesn't like Coco. If they don't like Coco, they haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, that's very true. So why, like, why not? It's just, it'd be like free money for for Disney. And I don't know if anyone would be upset if they rethemed the ride. To Caballeros. Coco. Yeah. I don't yeah, think we've talked about it before on the podcast. I know. They need to rethemed Caballeros to Coco. It's right there. It's so simple. They have a stage at the end. Play on local local at the end. Come on. The only bad thing about retheming would be the line. <laughs> that yes. would, like, it would just be too do, many people yeah. when I see it. They do not have room for an actual line in there. Yeah, and maybe that's why they haven't. It's get, true. Get, get, get rid of that mm. that dark restaurant back there. Make that a cue. Whoa, hey, I like. Everybody, I want to eat there. Yeah, you want to eat there. You don't. You don't want. <laughs> you, you don't want to pay for it. No. One <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be ideal. But the only thing we need the Mexico Pavilion. I think we can all be in agreement. It's a Coco ride. The tequila mm-hmm. bar and send a little bit of cocoa merch. Give us some cocoa merch. Absolutely. When screenwriter Adrian Molina of Mexican descent found out there was a project starting that focused on Mexican culture, he immediately went to Unkrich to ask to be a part of it. Molina joined the team as a story artist, but eventually helped out with story building when Unkrich got to a roadblock. Molina would go on to be titled as a co-screenplay writer and then as co-director. Within a few months, Unkrich, with head of story Jason Katz, production designer Harley Jessup, producer Darla K. Anderson, Molina, and co-screenplay writer Matthew Aldrich, all started to take research trips to Mexico. They visited Mexico City, Morelia, Oaxaca, Guanajuato, and Michoacan. Guanajuato's vertical buildings inspired the towering afterlife. The trip to Oaxaca became very inspirational, 
with the fictional town of Santa Cecilia being based on the actual city, even the size of the cemetery was identical to the real location. In Mochoacan, according to the family, Pixar visited their town and even met with their matriarch Ramirez Caballero, who may have inspired the character Mama Coco, if not at least inspiring her too braid look. Ramirez was a potter and a mother of three children and had numerous grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Fans of Coco would even go visit Michoacan to have pictures taken with Ramirez, who eventually passed away on October 16, 2022, at 109 years old. During these trips, Unkrich fell in love with the juxtaposition of the skeletons and the bright colors used for their celebrations. The teams tried to embrace as much of the local culture as possible in order to do justice for the first ever minority-led character in a Pixar film. So there it is, Chris. First ever minority-led character. Yeah, I guess I guess so. For Pixar. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, the cars don't the, count. I mean, I was just gonna say uh, the, the first ever minority-led character is the first, it's one of the first human characters. <laughs> in a while, yeah. It's kind of a co- kind of a cop out. It's kind of a cop out to say that. Like it's the first ever. Uh, you had a ant and a and a cowboy toy as your as your lead character and a monster. So, Brave. Yeah, she's not a minority character. Uh, gingers are very minority. Uh, gingers are actually more minority than <laughs> than Hispanics. See, Scottish, right? Scottish. We had Carl. RJ's putting in chat. We had Carl, the elderly. I don't think they're a minority, especially in Florida. Especially in Florida. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I saw you make a face when you were uh, talking about how they did research trips to Mexico. Man, does that sound Quote, unquote, nice. research trips. Yeah, man, does that sound nice? I don't Pixar know if I'd like, make it back. Hey, guys, you're taking a lot of trips to Mexico. Yeah, we're doing research. <laughs> but like fifth time this month, that's a lot of research. <laughs> well, we want to make sure it's really good. I am of Jewish descent. I want to make this movie good. <laughs> the um, <laughs> they, they really did. I mean, we we joke about these uh, these trips to Mexico, but they really did their research. I mean, I, I don't, nothing you couldn't do on you know Wikipedia, but they really did the research and 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 did like service to uh, Day of the Dead. I I think. I mean, not knowing much mm-hmm. about it, I feel like I learned about the celebration of death and how it's not sad. It's it's more of like a celebration of life than it is mourning uh, your your loved ones. Even though it's an incredibly sad movie, <laughs> coincidentally. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's sad, but happy because it's kind of like, uh, like I said, celebrating instead of mourning and all the colors. That's that's really what I love about this movie. And mm-hmm. and talk about uh, awesome merch. I mean, they incorporate those colors into into all the stuff they sell with Coco. too. I love Day of the Dead like because uh, of the colors. Like I love the skull, the painted skulls and everything, the bright, the bright neon colors. It's It's just amazing. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job with this movie and making definitely the colors pop. The story is good. Like like you, I knew nothing about it. I mean, I don't. I didn't. I don't have too much. My my first cousins are half Mexican, so I have little connection to it. But I don't. We didn't. I didn't really grow up with them, so I don't know yeah. too much about it. And yeah, this is my first pick. This is my first connection to that culture, and it was a great uh, introduction for a lot of people probably who don't know this this celebration that is very specific to Mexico. It's not, it's, it's similar to something in Brazil. Like I've talked about in history, but it's very specific to Mexican culture. Did, did your cousin celebrate day of the dead? I don't know. Actually, I really don't know how much, I don't know. They grew up in Texas. I don't know how much they actually celebrate. Well, Texas probably, a lot of Texas probably celebrates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They grew up. It's a very yeah, Mexican populated state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you talk about the person who was, who was inspired from Mama Coca. Sarah, you see this picture in chat. I am. Yes. Uncanny. The real Mama Coco. Really, 
like it looks exactly like her. Did did it say? Oh, she yeah, hundred nine years when she died. Mm-hmm. When she was, passed away. Was she yeah. hundred nine? How old was she in the movie? She was old. In the movie, it's close yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. She was she halfway. Was she was. She was halfway. Like you could see half her body in the after. Well, in the movie, in the movie, she was because remember he was <laughs> he was jolting because his memory is being lost. So she was going in and out of possibly dying. Right, right. I mean, you could tell. So she was. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was one step in the grave, which is a positive thing. She could. She she, she could sue. She could sue Pixar. This lady. Well, she can't now, but I mean, she could have sued <laughs> Pixar. Allegedly, based on her. Allegedly, it's exactly it's it's her twin. This is her. They 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 copy and paste it. They asked AI make me a a a cartoon version of this woman. That is insane. They're like they're like uh no, she's a potter. The one in the movie makes shoes. It's different. <laughs> you know what's really cool is the relatives and family members of this lady because now they have this everlasting memory of their mm-hmm. grandmother, mother, sister, aunt, whoever. Because it, it's it's a spinning image of of her, and that that's uh, they, that's pretty cool. They were really upset because their family secret got let out that they don't that allow true. music in the household. Yeah, yeah. because that is true. You know. Yeah. So it was kind of like a you know a cool and a very horrible thing at the same time. <laughs> what's your favorite scene of the movie we talked about movie music what's your favorite scene and you can't oh, say man. oh Pobo loco it's your i know scene. i know it's you hard say because that that, that, that was like scene that doesn't one. have that music my, in it that was my uh hmm. come on sarah you know it sure it's like the whole that's thing a, <laughs> i know that's a good question oh man um i have one that came to mind uh but i don't I, you know what? I'm going to say it. Yeah, I, I think my favorite um, scene is when um, when he when he first gets initially plays guitar and goes to the other side and then he runs through the uh, graveyard and runs into his family members. I have to watch this movie uh, before Halloween because um, it's such a good one. I, I like I like when he find out Ernesto de la Cruz is evil. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fun scene. But yeah. I also I think I think my favorite and now that I'm looking it back up to make sure that I was looking up like top scenes in Coco just to make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, I mean, when he OK, this is I'm going to name 10 things. But when he finds out uh, who Hector really is, when he's putting the picture back together, it's awesome. But when Dante turns into the spirit guide, that's a good one. Mm, yes, that I think takes the cake for me. It's hilarious because he's like this little like crazy dog kind of reminds me mm. of my dog. And um, and he's cool looking. Get grows the wings and everything. It's just it's funny. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sarah? Right, Sarah. The pressure. The pressure's on. I think. I think my favorite scene is at the very end when Hector's like taking this deep breath, about to go through to see if he'll make it. Oh, you know, through that's to the right. Land of the living, and he finally makes it through, and he's like. I did it. That is pretty cool. And that's so sweet, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a there's, there's there's really not any, I don't know. I, the whole movie's good. It's hard to, it, I can't say anything bad about it, this movie. It really is. I really can't. <laughs> the music's good. The the characters are amazing. It's just such a fun, happy, heartwarming movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most movies have that down middle, but I feel like this doesn't have that because no. of the, the way it's structured. Yeah, um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I it's. It's such a good movie. I'm so glad that they did all this research and they made sure to make it, uh, you know, um, true to its culture. 
In 2013, Coco received some bad publicity when Disney tried to trademark Dea de los Muertos in order to capitalize on future merchandise, as at the time, that was going to be the title of the film. The backlash was quickly heard from people of Mexican descent upset with Disney for trying to exploit their culture. More than 21,000 people signed a petition on Change.org that stated the copyright of Dea de los Muertos was cultural appropriation. Lalo Acaraz, a Mexican-American cartoonist, drew a skeletal Godzilla-sized Mickey Mouse named Muerto Mouse with the words, It's coming to trademark your cultura. Disney quickly saw this and canceled the application for the trademark a week later. Production also decided to change the title of the film to Coco, the name of Miguel's great-grandmother. Pixar wanted to get the traditions and culture correct for the film, especially after Disney's misstep. In 2015, Pixar officially hired Acaraz to consult on the film. He joined Octavia Solas and Marcela Davis Aveles to form a cultural consultant group for the film. The group visited Pixar every three months to review the concepts and see previews of the film to give notes. This went against strict Pixar rules of keeping all production behind closed doors to anyone outside the company. Aveles and the rest of the group wanted Pixar to understand that the Mexican culture and tradition of Dela de los Muertos was a tapestry with a million threads. The Pixar team continued to go on trips to Mexico, following families for a few days and watching the rituals and camaraderie with their neighbors. They even attended some funerals. The group noticed that people who spoke both English and Spanish would easily transition in and out throughout a single sentence, and when brought up to the cultural consultant group, they liked the idea of characters slipping in and out of English and Spanish without any translation text, a rare occasion for American cinema. The cultural consultants would suggest small changes. For example, in the early draft, Miguel was chased around by his grandmother with a wooden spoon, but the group suggested changing it to a flip-flop, also known as a chancala. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Does Sarah know why I'm laughing? I don't know if Lewis talks about it. It's a chancla. It's not chancala? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, oh. a, cho- it's a chancla. <laughs> I, I swear I thought it was chancala. No, you even spelled it right. You even spelled it chancla. I know, but that doesn't mean that's how you say it. <laughs> that's right, that was funny because I just I've heard this term a lot throughout my life. Um, so so it's just really funny. It sounded like man- mancala. Like it sounded like a different board game or something. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. So is a couple couple. Big things I want to touch on here. First of all, the uh, the art from uh, Lalo Alcaraz, Alcaraz, I think, uh, amazing. The Morto Mouse thing. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the art. I I I want to send this over to Rite Aid and have them print it out for me uh, <laughs> in a 16 by 20 and frame it and put it on my wall. This is amazing. I know it's bashing Disney, but I don't care. This is very no, very it's, cool. It's a cool picture for sure. It's amazing. It really is. Also. Also, okay, so we got to we got to kind of flip the script here to kind of understand how crazy and messed up this is, right? So <laughs> Disney trying to trademark a holiday. <laughs> so yeah. imagine like Israel is trying to trademark Christmas or or, or uh, you know what I mean? Or like that, like that's that's crazy. A country that like America has nothing to do with the Day of the Dead. They it, yeah. they're not they are not the the makers of it, right? Well, I'm not, not Israel, but like an Israeli company because it was an American company. But like, uh, like they're like a representation of the United States trying mm-hmm. to trying to trademark another country's national holiday. Like that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I understand the outrage uh, of the of the Mexican people. That that is, uh, and also shame on Disney for like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna make a movie uh, about Day of the Dead. What should we call it? Why don't we just call it Day of the Dead? <laughs> well cars is named cars <laughs> it's a bug's life and the story about toys is called toy story <laughs> 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 
What, what's what, elements about? Elemental about elements. I wonder, I wonder what brave is about. <laughs> Someone who's brave. Wow, actually, Pixar is really bad at naming movies. Now, now, yeah. <laughs> what happens it up? A house rises from the ground. <laughs> it's really bad. Wow, soul. Literally about a soul. <laughs> Literally about a soul. The whole entire movie about a soul. <laughs> Monsters Incorporated is about a business of monsters. It's the business is literally called Monsters Inc. They didn't think of a movie title. They just renamed the movie wow. after the company. And, the and movie. Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Toy Story, Toy Story Two. It's just the same thing with the two. Oh my gosh, this is this is actually pretty bad. Why haven't we ever talked about this? Coco is actually the most creative name. Yeah, it is actually. It it's, is. It's the only name of a Pixar movie that's not the plot of the movie. Right, they they didn't name it. They didn't name it. Uh, Land of the Dead. They could have named it that too. They could have. They could have. They could have named it Hector as his great great grandfather. Yeah, they could. They could have yeah. named it Miguel, <laughs> looking for Miguel, the future musician. I have often wondered though why they named it Coco. So did I, I actually. Of all things, there's I mean, no it makes chocolate. Sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you know that the whole story is based on Coco herself. Uh, who I have one thing about this movie I dislike. What? And it's my biggest bugaboo about this movie, and I'll bring it up now because why not? We're talking about Coco. So so when they go over to the land of the dead, right? Okay. Hector, right. he looks like a young guy because he died when he was young, right? Right. So he looks young. Um, The great-grandmother, the great-great-grandmother, or Coco's mother, she doesn't look that old, Right. Um, the, the cut, the uncles, the twins, they don't look that old. The aunts don't look that old. When Coco died, she looks old as dirt still. She's still super short and hunched over with her two braids. Um, but everyone else looks like there may be like almost like a mid peak performance. Do you want me to like ruin it for you? You want me to agree with you? No, you do whatever you want. All right. Well, we know, we only know her as that. So that's probably why they did it. The other people we know, we three are introduced to them as their afterlife selves. They could be whatever. They could look like however they want. <laughs> That's what I would assume. But as far as um, as um, continuity goes, yeah, horrible decision by the by the directing team of Coco. I agree. They think hey, we're though, they think we're Mama, dumb. Mama Imelda, you know, she really has that like abuela vibe, right? She gets yes. really angry. Mm -hmm. So I really think that. She's had life experience at that point. I no, I agree, and um, I think I think that um, I don't know, just part part of that like uh that part of that culture is a lot to do with like uh strong women, and we see mm -hmm. that a lot. We mm -hmm. see that a lot in the movie, uh, which is really cool. I really, especially like the part where Miguel was chased around by his grandmother with a chancala. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, th I thought that was uh, I thought that was a nice little Easter egg. No, did you so? Now that we're talking about this chancla, um, did you know about this this thing in Hispanic culture, Alex? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do you know because of WWE? <laughs> it's not just because of WWE. WWE just reinforced it. But yes, I knew about it before this. Before okay, I was, just, I was just wondering because I think that is funny. For those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a, uh, a Hispanic group uh, and the one, the girl, she uses she uses a, a uh, chancla uh, and never gets disqualified for it, actually. I've never seen her actually use it. I don't just see her actual wrestle. Oh yeah, no, she uses it for sure. Yeah. Um no, I just love the like, the little things that they added, like the chocolate in the movie to just uh celebrate that culture. It's like um I, I 
it's something that maybe uh, people who don't know anything about Mexican culture uh, would know, but uh, people that are familiar with it or that are Mexican watching it are going to see that and think, oh my God, that, that's really cool. Like this is, this is, it's kind of like um, when, when you're watching something and you see representation for like your favorite sports team or your favorite, uh, you know, in, in something totally unrelated or whatever, you're like, oh, mm. that's cool. You know, a little bit of representation. Um Oh, it's kind of cool. I just, I, I just thought this movie was in such good taste. Crazy that it started out with the trying to trademark Mexico's uh, holiday. It, it's, it's nuts that it went from hijacking a culture to celebrating it. And that's, that's a really something for Pixar because some businesses would be like, "Oh, we're doubling down." But like, you know what? We see what we did. We see that we did something wrong. We're gonna fix this. And they're gonna go. They're gonna go beyond that because they went up beyond the Pixar culture of not allowing outside eyes to see things and hiring these people. They hire the person who made the art of this of this piece of artwork that you love, Chris. That's as they calling should. That's out amazing. Disney, and they hire them and said, "You know what? You're calling us out. You tell us what we're doing wrong every step of the way." Um, and I think uh, that was a very smart move on their end. And I wonder if they'll do it for movies going forward, if they ever do decide to make another movie that's of a Hispanic, a certain culture, um, if they'll bring in that out that culture to have extra eyes on the project. But, I mean, Pixar's such a big company, I imagine at this point, they just they probably have someone of every color and creed they can draw on to have a hand in it. I was just like, 21,000 people is not a lot of people when you think about it. 20,000 people? What are you talking about? 21,000 people. 21,000 people signed a petition. There's really not a lot of people when you think about it. 21,000. Um, when it's 21,000 offensive, uh, offensive people, when it's 21,000 offended people, uh, I think it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like people like protesting like a, a telephone pole or something. Protesting like a corporation trying to trademark. Like you can't say happy Dantos Muertos without paying Disney. Like, you, know what I, you know what I mean? Like, you can't even send a card to your mom without that risk of being like in copyright infringed. It's kind of crazy. Like, imagine not being able to say Merry Christmas. Well, you could say it, but you couldn't like put it on a shirt or something. You can't print it or anything. It's almost as outrageous as the happy birthday song being trademarked. When it came to the animation work, the Pixar team at first found it difficult to create skeletal characters as they had to be animated completely differently than the typical human form. The team wanted the contrast between the two worlds to be apparent, so they made Santa Cecilia dark and muted while the land of the dead was vibrant and bright. The animated team decided to use software to design a separate layers of details when it came to Mama Coco's detailed face. Her face was designed with shaders in a higher resolution in order to get all of her wrinkles. Pixar also used reference modeling for Dante the Street Dog. They used references to Zolo Dogs, but for his tongue, they reused mapping that was done for Hank's tentacles in Finding Dory. The hardest part for the design team was giving the skeletons personality without their skin. Despite these issues, they were still able to have the movie release on time. Pixar actually had Coco debut in Mexico during the week of Dia de los Muertos, with the movie running in Spanish. The crowds in Mexico loved the film, praising its authenticity. It earned more than a billion pesos in Mexico, making it the highest grossing film in Mexico ever. On November 22, 2017, Coco debuted in the United States, making $72 million over the holiday weekend. The movie would go on to earn over $807 million worldwide, becoming the 16th highest grossing animated film ever at the time of its release. At the Academy Awards, Coco received awards for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song for Remember Me. It also won a British Academy Film Award and two Golden Globes as well. The National Board of Review chose Coco as the best animated film 
of 2017. On September 16, 2022, Disney Plus released a sing-along version of the film. In February 2018, Coco was released for digital download, DVD, and Blu-ray. In Disney World, you can see Coco in the Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade at the Magic Kingdom. Also, you can hear Un Poco Loco in the new Coco scene that was added to Film Magic in 2021. In 2023, Disneyland added Coco to their Halloween festivities by adding the Plaza de la Familia. This area allows guests to watch a Coco show with the former's operating puppets. Nearby, guests can take pictures with Miguel in front of a Caridame mural. Miguel here is a puppet unlike Miguel who can be seen in Frontierland in Disneyland. On January 24, 2023, actor Steven Tyler announced at Epcot's Disney on Broadway concert that a Coco live stage show was being developed at Disney Theatrical Productions. What does that mean, um, Alex? What does what mean? The last sentence, Steven Tyler announced at Epcot's Disney on Broadway, uh, on Broadway concert mm-hmm. at Coco live stage, like live stage at Disney? Yeah, like, like a possibly live stage a live stage show, like how they have Beauty and Beast, okay, you know, that kind of thing. I imagine they might be doing a Coco version. Mm. Yeah. So you can see him at Disney World? Disneyland. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's only at That's Disneyland. Yeah, not Disney World, unfortunately. I, thought I don't know. He was, there... No, I thought he was at Disney World a couple times. I'm gonna look. I, th- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look into this. Yeah, look it up because I ha- I didn't see anything about him at Disney World. Oh uh, no, you can see him. I'm sorry, you can see him at Disney World in the in the cavalcade. He's in the cavalcade, but there's no meet and greets yet. No, but, but they, I'm talking about the. Um, yeah, he is. There is a mariachi band. I don't know if they retired this or not. This was four years ago. There's a mariachi band. I'm gonna send the uh, uh, link in the uh, chat of uh someone perform mariachi but it's with a miguel puppet it's at flower garden so it's a special performance yeah so i'm not sure how often they bring this out Mm -hmm. um but it's amazing it is uh i've seen this and you know i don't know if they retired this or not uh there's not a lot of information on it it says this wasn't no, it says in 2021. So this was two years ago. So this was a little bit more recent than the video that I shared. It says Miguel has two different appearances at Disney Parks. Uh, you know, it says Disneyland, obviously. We talked about that. But yeah, mm-hmm. one of them is the mariachi band. So I guess he comes out on special occasions. Um, I don't know why he doesn't come out every day. It's like it's really if you watch this video, it's really, really cool. Sarah, have you ever seen? I don't know if you've ever seen it in person. Um, nor would you have cared because you just watched the movie uh, this year. So I guess, you know, back you're just focused on drinking around the world and not Miguel from Coco uh, as a puppet. <laughs> but have no, you I ever seen this? No, I would be. Really? Even before the movie? Mm- no, I'm talking before well, the movie. Before the movie. Before the movie. Yeah, you see this little puppet thing. Well, I like, probably eh. still would have thought it was cute. Yeah. Why is that boy playing yeah, guitar? I don't know. <laughs> you see, like, Why is he oh, telling me to remember I him? Have, I have seen, though, on tiktok and stuff videos of of this right over in disneyland yeah and then they um did the disney 100 parade and he was in there oh so cute Wh- i love it why does it i don't understand why disneyland does characters so much better than disney world that will always blow my mind i don't know did See, you- it's been a while since i've done the characters since the kids are a little bit older we haven't done characters in a while, but so not even I noticed, not even, um, not even as far as like meeting the characters, but even at their after events, like uh, Oogie Boogie Bash, I'm sending this in chat too. Ernesto de la Cruz was there, I believe, last year. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, this this yes. last year, yes. This last like this year. How many times did you watch this video? I, I can't stop watching. Like when it started when it first came out, I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, it's so good. I love Ernesto De La Cruz. He's a great villain. He's a really he's a really, really good villain. Mm -hmm. So I'm very anti face characters. I think they're really creepy. But this guy's got yeah. such good prosthetics on his face that he's not uh -huh. creepy. Like I, the Jack Skellington, I will die on the hill. Like, Jack Skellington needs to be. Oh, it's terrible. Taken out of the parks forever. It's terrible. Do you know what I'm talking about, Sarah? Have you seen? Have you seen? Yeah, ja I think I know oh, which one you're referencing. Terrifying. It looks like there's something wrong with him. Actually, it looks like a well, person, yeah, he, but with a blown he's up. He's busy head. his skin. Yeah, I mean, there is that. There is that. <laughs> um, but just like, I don't need to hear Jack Skellington talk. Uh, just give me a um, or you know what they have that talking uh, Mickey magician. Mickey? Yeah, they yes. talk, do you, you do if if he's that important to to you, um, do do it like that. But man, he's he's terrifying. I'm gonna send a picture in chat, uh, and if you want to see these pictures in chat, you can join our Patreon and you can. Oh my gosh, you also have nightmares about the picture I'm about to send. Here's Jack Skellington <laughs> as the semi face character. Like that's terrible. Yeah. That that oh yeah, that's awful. It looks so like a bad. budget birthday party costume. Like it, it looks does. like yeah, like you hired like that person off a you'd Craigslist. Wear at, your, at your job. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually worse. That's really like that's really bad. That's really really bad. But anyway, um, enough about Jack Skeleton. It is the Halloween episode. They have the they have that really good Jack Skeleton puppet that they introduced. I think last year to the Walt Disney World Halloween. Uh, yeah, show. The stage show. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is really, really good. I'd rather just yeah, see really that good. from afar than than see this nightmare fuel. Of a, For sure. Uh, of a oh my gosh. <laughs> so Alex, you touched on how much uh, how it was the uh, you know what number it was uh, in the global rankings in when it first yeah when it first came out. Uh, help me 16th out here. Highest grossing anime. Sixteenth. Okay. 16th. Five years later, twenty twenty three. It is the twenty second. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's still in twenty second place. Six have come out better than that since. I doubt that. That's one uh, a year. Minions: Rise of Gru. Oh, Lion minions. Lion King. No. Lion King's number one. But it, but no. But it's animated. The whole thing's animated. No. I just I I mean I agree with you, but it's animated. I mean I I know it's animated. I'm just saying it's not better than Coco. Oh no, but it's Definitely the but it, but it's the Lion King, so it has the name recognition, right? Frozen two. Okay. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Uh, Toy Story Four. Nah. But again, it has the name recognition, and that's why. Yeah. With, with all that being said, like the the um um, besides like original movies, not sequels, Coco mm -hmm. would be in the top fifteen easily. If you yeah. take out Frozen Two, you take out the Lion King remake, Incredibles Two, Toy Story Three and Four. Despicable Me Too, Finding Dory, like all these sequels. So that's very impressive. What I'm trying to say is like when Toy Story 2 comes out, 3 comes out, 4 comes out, 5 to a million, you're going to go see it. It's Toy Story, right? Yeah. It's not mm -hmm. some like Coco. There was no reason for anybody to see Coco other than original the IP. trailers. Yeah, just the trailers. Like, oh, this looks like a good movie. The other stuff, like you've seen the movies before, you want to see the characters again. So um, really impressive that it's even still sitting at number 22. Uh, I don't want to do the math right now, but if you took out all these remakes... It would, I think it would actually be in the top 10, which is really, really, really impressive for an original movie. Yeah, I love that they debuted it in Mexico. I thought that was a really nice choice. Um, I thought that was cool. And yeah, just when the pandemic happened, what, what was it, 2019 or 2020 when they released the Hollywood Bowl version right. um, on Disney Plus? That is, if you have not watched it, it's amazing. Definitely go watch uh, Coco on the Hollywood Bowl, which 
I mean, if you've watched the Hollywood Bowl, but Sarah, you haven't. Um, Correct. They, the guy, the boy who voiced Miguel is too old to voice Miguel. He's grown out of it. He can't do it. So what they do? They hire his little brother. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, so that's awesome. cool. Yeah. So awesome. And it, it definitely, like, I never listen to music in Spanish because I don't speak it. So why would I? But they do renditions of the song in Spanish, and they are very good, the Spanish versions uh, that I, I don't listen to that much because I listen to English versions. But they are very good uh, ones to listen to. Just overall, overall amazing movie. Definitely one of my top – I'd say definitely a top five Pixar film for me. Yeah, I would love to um... – at a later time, it would take hours to do it here. Uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, today, actually, is ranking our top Pixar movies. It would be really hard for me to rank my bottom Pixar movies. I haven't seen them all. Like, I, I'm not I, I'm not rushing to go see The Good Dinosaur. How have you not? First off, The Good Dinosaur is a good movie. So you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You're the only person that I've ever <laughs> talked to that's like The Good Dinosaur. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I I'll watch it. it. Sure. I tried watching it on the plane, but I had so much anxiety. Dinosaurs and Southern accents is amazing. Didn't know they had Southern accents. That actually changed my perspective. Now I the dinosaur goes ma pa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not gonna watch that one because they're farmers. Yeah, yeah. So and I, I, you know what? The the weirdest one that I've never seen is Brave. I've never seen Brave. Brave. Okay. I think that's a good one. I think it came out at a time where I just was at the age where it's just like I wasn't going to see Brave. Like I just don't. And I don't yeah. have kids, so um, it's just not something that I. But I do want to watch it because I, 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 that bear is, looks pretty cool. I think he's the bad guy, right? A bear, or is it a witch? Or there's a couple just... bears in the movie, and there's a witch. Yeah, so, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, but Mordu, I think, is the bear's name, right? Mordor, yeah, Mordor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mordu. Um, so you know, earlier we talked about our favorite songs, and I'm not saying I have better taste than you guys, but mm. remember me one. You know, an award. The main song from the movie won something. Yeah, I said in the history. Wow, the main song yeah. that was uh, wow. <laughs> it won. It won. A, it won a uh, Academy Award. The best. The best song won an Academy Award. It is a good song. It is. It's really good. And you say you don't listen to the Spanish songs, Alex. And probably a lot of people who don't speak Spanish don't listen to the songs because they don't know what they're yeah. saying. I strongly, strongly recommend you to listen to "Remember Me" in Spanish. It's really good. It just like you you can understand what they're saying without even understand what they're without you understanding what they're saying. It's just the way it's sung. It's just like so so good. Which when I was doing the history. They're talking about how in the film people go in and out of Spanish without subtitles, and mm. I didn't even realize that happens in the movie. Like at no point in the movie do I realize that's happening. Probably because I know enough Spanish to understand what they're saying while they're saying it, especially because context and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah but that, at no point right, do I'm I'm right. not like. Why is there not subtitles? I don't know what they're saying. The, <laughs> before we get off the topics of songs, why do you think they, Pixar hasn't done another musical since Coco? Or, I don't know if they're working on one. I'm not sure. But like, because this was such a, the number 22 ranked animated film. Yeah, because Encanto was Disney, right? Right. It was not Pixar. Yeah, I don't know. It probably, it's too high of a, it's too high of a. Standard? Yeah. Like, like they set such a, such a high standard for themselves. Is Wish Wish is coming out? Is it a musical? That's Disney. That's not Pixar. There's a song. Yeah, there's a song. There, there's music because they just came out with the song for the bad guy. Next Pixar movie is Toy Story Four. So Toy Story Five, Toy Story Four, Toy Story Five. 
Five, unfortunately. Five. So. Oh my goodness. Mm, too many. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too why ma- too, they don't come musical. Too many cooks. But how many uh, other musicals are there from Pixar? That's the only one. That's the only one. Yeah. So yeah. So it's an <laughs> outrage. Toy Story Five, the musical. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Pixar is actually it's kind of interesting because Pixar is now they have a movie with uh they have movies with talking obviously they have a musical and then they have a movie with no talking barely talking what is that Wally it's like barely any talking oh oh yeah I mean yeah. barely I guess yeah what, when are they gonna do a silent film you think I don't think the kids would go for it uh yeah but I would like to see another musical uh, by Pixar just because we see how capable they are of it and how amazing yeah. their job. What other right. culture, what other culture, this might be a weird question and that's not something you know, but like what other culture would you like to see represented in a Pixar movie? Inuit. Really? That would be kind of cool. Is that serious? I'm faking. <laughs> kind of cool, Chris. Wow. Yeah. What a funny joke. I think it's a horrible idea, but if you, if you do think that I will continue to fake it. No, I'm joking. Let's think of a th- real answer. I think, uh, I think Indian culture would be really cool to explore because I think uh, as, as far as a musical would go, because I don't know if you've ever heard Indian music, but it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. You watch a Bollywood movie. I just watched Triple R for the first time. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've seen I've seen trailers. It's one of my favorite movies. I think it's honestly like, one of my favorite movies. They're like uh, number nine or something like that. They've made a ridiculous amount. of. Yeah, those. it's very, very good. And the music is awesome. I think Pixar could do an awesome job with. Um, there's a there's a specific um, genre of music it is that I cannot uh, remember, but yeah, I think that would be really cool for Pixar to explore. If you guys don't have answers, that's okay. I uh, I've been thinking about this all week. <laughs> I think I agree with you. Indian would be awesome. They could easily yeah. go back to the go back and do Brazilian, do one based on like the the parade they have over there. Like do that. Like that'd be yeah. easy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> Uh, Ryan says, what would Pixar name the movie? India? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Try to trademark it. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Coco had the first Pixar developed VR game. All right, I I, I can't let you go on, Alex. Why did we not know about this? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I don't know either. What? I have no idea about it, but yeah, if I have no idea. So you got to get Lewis on this. Like you got to, you got to. Oh, I'm going to go purchase VR tonight. (laughs) So you sell your handbag. You got three fourths of the money back. (laughs) For quest three. (laughs) Oh, that's not happening. See, you you (laughs) got the, not the bag. You get the, you get the, you get the co-car VR and then Lewis gets a piece of tech to review for the channel. Yes, exactly. The first official trailer for Coco was released on June 7th, 2017. The second one was released later on September 13th. Marketing in Mexico managed to get Coco painted on a wall, which is usually used for local events only. On the newest Disney cruise ship, the Disney Treasure, they will have a Coco-themed restaurant set to sail summer of 2024. And if you want to book uh, that cruise ship, reach out to Nick at sandpipervacations.com. Coco was accompanied by the short Olaf's Frozen Adventure, making it the first Pixar film to not have a Pixar short accompanied with it since Toy Story. During the Halloween celebration at Disneyland, you can visit Plaza de la Familia and leave a message on the memory at the Mexican Arbol de la Vida. We here at Diz's love Coco and cherish every viewing of it. 
The beautiful animation combines with some of the Pixar's greatest songs and most lovable characters to create an incredible film. Especially considering Disney's original cultural missteps with this film, the accuracy of which the Mexican holiday is shown in this film only helps to bolster its beauty and quality in our eyes. Looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Chiggy Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company that will transport you to your favorite childhood memories. Three Chiggy Chicks offers wax melts, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagicallyScented.com. And the best part? You can use the code DizHiz20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Polyjuice Potion, which is orange and mulled fruit blended with oak and patchouli on a base of sugared berries. Or, try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and wild red berries, mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tear flowers, and jasmine at the base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffon musk. And don't forget the official Diz His scent, created exclusively for fans of the Diz His podcast. Three Cheeky Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover. So visit MagicallyScented.com today. And use the code DizHiz20 for 20% off your purchase. Three Chicky Chicks, where every cent tells a story. A Disney cruise is no ordinary vacation. It's an adventure, a fairy tale, a dream. Step aboard and discover where favorite Disney characters meet fun for the whole family, where total rest and relaxation meet the ultimate escape and excitement, where a dream vacation meets a magical cruise. Only on Disney Cruise Line, where magic meets the sea. To book your magical Disney Cruise Line vacation, go to sandpipervacations.com today. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park. We have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month, and join the Goof Troop. Just go Go to DizHiz.com, and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Sarah, what did you do this week in the world of Disney? Okay, well, I, I took a trip to Animal Kingdom. Uh-huh. Oh. I'm trying to get my last moments in uh, Dino Land. I don't oh, know if they're yeah, planning yeah. to do away with it, yeah. um, but I'm trying to get every moment possible. So you're a Dino mm-hmm. Land fan, huh? Listening, I, huge. Really? I was actually listening to the episode you guys did earlier today. Um, and On yeah. Dino Land? USA, yeah, I'm yeah. super affected by it. Yeah. <sighs> My, there's not very much there but i have to get my fill of it yeah before. yeah no i yeah i, 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 I can't that. wait for it to go away but my <laughs> wife loves um dinosaur she loves that ride for some reason even though it's, i i love it's it terrible ride possibly one of the worst rides at disney um and she loves it so please let me know when that's getting rid of 
because she wants to go on it before it gets gets out of there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, we tried going you, on when we went to Hollywood Hollywood last, but no one was going on with her. <laughs> Sarah, did you know before you listened to the episode all of that fake history that had to do with the land? I did not actually. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, why don't they advertise that? I feel like it could have saved the land. Like, if people knew all this stuff, that's really cool. Like, there's a yeah. lot of cool oh, little absolutely. details. I always thought walking through that, the cracks in the asphalt and everything was just like they didn't care, so they just didn't fix it. But no, like they purposely put everything there. Oh, yeah. I see. I assumed that they did everything for a reason, but I didn't know all of the backstory. Duly yeah, noted. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm definitely bummed that it's going to be gone. Yeah. But part of me wants to go to that little shop that's down here in Orlando that that sells all of the stuff when oh, things shut down. Yeah. So that I can buy a bunch of stuff. You might be one uh, of the only ones that want want it. So you might have a good uh, That's good fine. Chance. I don't have to fight anybody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's our favorite restaurant over there. Restaurantosaurus. Restaurantosaurus. That's our favorite place to eat because you can go back and sit that's at my the airplane. Bar. Do you go in the airplane in the back? No, actually, I haven't. Mm, that's my favorite place to eat. See, the it's bar is empty. at the front of it, so I haven't made it quite that far back. i didn't know there was a bar there actually yeah, i don't know there's a bar there either yeah there definitely is right outside dinosaur did they just sell alcohol or is it an entrance. actual bar like it's not just like no, a I beer mean, card like, or anything they have like actual drinks there oh no it's inside really what's what's oh, is yeah. they have signature drinks um yeah and they make the cute little yeah they're dinosaur themed oh drinks, that's awesome and they have the cute little like lime and lemon wheels to make the mickey ears on your drinks uh, and stuff we might but i you know get tequila of course naturally yeah it's against your religion not to like, yeah that's exactly. just that's just part of who you are <laughs> um we might have to get uh hey sarah what you drinking segment oh, i think sarah might be perfect for that um sounds like a really fun day though i i, I really hope that i get down there before dino land usa closes because i would like to now that i know the history or the fake history behind the uh the land itself i'd love to go there and just take in all those small details that i missed all these years for sure yeah a little life hack if you have any damages in your house just make a fake history around it and people will love it oh my gosh it's a really good idea <laughs> just make sure you hand out a pamphlet okay, you're coming to your house here's my fake history about my house yes there's a giant crack in the wall it's because back in 1902 so alex what did you do this week in disney oh my gosh i didn't think you were ever gonna ask um i did this week in disney is i went to epcot with the you family. did disney you did disney. i did disney i did we finally did disney we've been sick for a little bit and uh, we finally were able to get out there and man, going to Epcot, you know, it's like worst park. So like, do you still reiterate think that? it? Oh man, it's, it's the worst park. It's the worst, worst really? by far worst park. Um, it was so crowded, so crowded because of the food and wine. Disney what is there is not crowded. a festival? What is there not a festival at Epcot? Oh, never. There's always closed. a festival happening there. So it's always super crowded. Uh, we got wings. It was, that was good wings. We got wings there. Uh, that was fun. Seven fifty for five wings. Yeah, that was really good. That's actually not six bad. Seven fifty for five wings. It's not That's six true. wings. Not terrible. Not terrible. Yeah, they not were, not terrible. They were super tiny. Like I look like a giant holding. Yeah, they weren't big wings. Yeah. They were very small. Yeah. Um, but they were delicious. They were good. I, I'm glad we tried them, and um, we had fun going there with the kids. We saw the the Moana walkthrough, which um, you know, will be um. It's a walkthrough. It's not that interesting, really. I mean, they have some fun cool for the kids, though, right? Fun the kids the loved kids. it. Yeah. Um, the kids loved it. They have a cool place where, like, the the best part is there's like a wall of water, and when you walk up to it, you have to stop. And as you stop, 
it stops the waterfall stops there so you can walk through that's pretty right cool. so it's i see parting that, yeah. the water for you very cool the interaction with the water stuff is interesting mm -hmm. but like it's not gonna last long like people are gonna love it and then you know in a year from now it's gonna be very scarce but it's not for you like it's for kids right like it's definitely it's like it's for kids but epcot's not for kids so they're not really like that, their, but i think that's why they put it there demographic and now now you if you love epcot you're probably kidding, hey you can play with the water it's so funny because my kids ask for epcot now that's because of that they're big drinkers huh well, that's a perk for me. They're like, Epcot, perfect. I love that. Is it because of Moana, um, Sarah? No, actually, one kid wants to go solely for the tiny corner that is Coco. Oh, um, cool. And like test track. And the other one wants to go there and eat. Oh, so wow. props to her for that. But I so get offensive. to drink all yeah, around see? the world. So yeah, win win. See, I don't like spending money at, at Disney. So Epcot's kind of uh, the opposite of what I want to do. See, the way that you feel about Epcot, though, I feel about Magic Kingdom. What? You, you, I, you won't catch me in there. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, we went to go see um, Classic Ryan uh, last yeah. time he was here. And that was it. We were there for like an hour and a half. And I was so frustrated with people that I couldn't do it anymore. It is very crowded in there. But now you have to go to PhilharMagic. Yes, now that I know that, yeah. I do have to go. That's actually always been one of my favorites, but now it just gives me incentive. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I've always, I've never been an Epcot fan, and um, so we went there super busy. We went, we went, rode Frozen with my daughter, my son. Mm -hmm. My daughter's never been on it. My my wife led up to it. My daughter is very afraid of everything right now. Uh, she was crying in the line for Mickey Runaway Railway. She didn't believe us that it wasn't a roller coaster. <laughs> so she's very much afraid of everything right now. Um, so we told her, you know, hey, if you ride it, we'll get you a Disney, a Disney uh, lollipop at the end of the day that you can have tomorrow. Um, so she wrote it, and uh, afterwards she said she'll never ride it ever again. Uh, she said it was super scary, which it's not. It's like no, not that big, yeah. not that big of a drop, but whatever. Uh, I had the picture to prove it, put it in the Discord. Yeah, They're yes. both their eyes terrified. L Link loved it. Yeah, of course. His he face doesn't probably, show it. I think he likes being tortured. Like I feel like yeah. he like if he the scare the more scared he is, I think the more fun he's having. The face, his face on the picture looks like he's having a terrible time. But he said he liked it. Um, then we went over and we went and we saw uh, Turtle Crush Talk, Turtle Talk, which I've never seen before. It's amazing. Definitely going to do that every time I go to Epcot now. You turtle mean, Talk is. You've awesome. never done that before. No, never done. Oh, it's so talk. fun. I go, I don't even so have kids. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's I did so it good. for the first time like two weeks ago. Really? Uh -huh. And it was it was so much fun. So funny. Yeah. The adult humor and they I just throw in there. They have manatees. Yes. Which are my favorite animals. I found out that they have them at Epcot. They so do? I, yeah, in the aquarium. They do. I didn't see those. Yeah, they're, there's like two levels. You can yeah. see them from above and then you can see them in the tank. Yeah, we saw the dolphins and, and the and the manta rays. Not manta rays. The um, it doesn't matter. Anyways, we did see a lot of, a lot of fish, but uh, did not see the manatees. Um, and then um, you know, we just avoided all the lines, all the people. Um, that's about it, really. That we 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 tried to go on Guardians. My wife and I. We made the booking. Um, uh. we. We did it, so it was like, oh, you're on this, whatever. And we ended up leaving the park early, around 4 or 5, going to McDonald's as a family and having McDonald's. 
Uh, so we left the park. We were like, oh, we're not going to go Guardians, I guess, because um, the people we're with were leaving as well. So they weren't going to be able to watch our kids while we go on it. So we left. And then, like, a couple hours later, we get the message saying, you will not be able to ride Guardians tonight. We're over capacity. And we're like, <sighs> thank God we left. Yeah, right? just waiting there for it. Oh, Jesus. man. But, yeah. So that was – that's our Epcot. I asked the kids their favorite parks. That's what I was and, wondering. Did they were ranking? Um, no, because – Kids are terrible at remembering things. Yeah. And of course, yeah. it's the last thing they did. So, of so course, Epcot's their favorite. favorite. Yeah. And Link, of course, just copied whatever Emma said because that's his older sister. So, Emma said, Oh, I love Epcot's my favorite. I was like, Because you just went to Epcot. That's why you're your favorite. And uh, so, I think in a maybe we go back a couple more times. Um, I'll ask your favorite then. That's fair. Chris, what'd you do this week in Disney? Oh, so this week in Disney, uh, did just a few things. Today, I hung up. I, I said I. My mom hung up because she's very good at hanging pictures. It's so even. I, uh, I put a picture on our Discord. Uh, she hung great. up these. Yeah, she hung up these prints that I bought. Um, I bought these Disney vintage Disney poster prints on Etsy uh, last year. I think they came with like thirty of them, and I sent. Uh, I sent four of them over to Walgreens to get them printed out. I think I got 16 by 20s and I framed them. And they've just been sitting at my my office at work. And I was afraid to hang them because I didn't want to hang them uneven. Then I bought a house in that time. I was like, oh, I'm putting it in my home office now. So my mom came over and she hung up. I have uh, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror. And then oddly enough, we were talking about this Countdown to Extinction, which is now Dinosaur, which is not even my favorite ride. But the poster is so cool. Um, uh, Mickey Mouse staring down a dinosaur. Yeah. And then uh, to put another picture up uh, right next to it, she hung two more for me. The top one is a uh, one of my favorite uh, artists, graphic designers, I guess you'd call him. His name is Boss Logic. He works for Marvel now. He works on a lot of their like the uh, DVD art and stuff and posters for the newer uh, MCU movies. I met him at Comic-Con a few years ago, and I bought that from him. He signed it for me. Really cool. Then under that is one of my favorite pieces um because uh it's a rendition of an issue of spider-man where he throws away his spider suit and is walking away in an alley this one has uh it's a, he threw away the symbiote suit and venom's coming out of the trash can that was actually done by a uh, friend of the podcast alex saviak who we had uh we actually interviewed him on the podcast i think we had a two-parter for him yeah uh met him at comic-con in person uh two years ago and i bought that from him he signed it for me super nice guy but just the story behind that and just having met him and just him being a really cool guy working with stan lee being a comic book artist for spider-man for so many years that's you know the history behind that that piece is just one of my favorites so i finally got to hang those up really excited how it turned out um other than that i watched uh nightmare before christmas again uh, trying to like it a little bit more this time. And I think I did. I, I never really liked the movie and uh, I watched it. I watched it this year. And I think I liked it. I think I really appreciate the animation style. That claymation. These songs are just great. Uh, and then what do I go and do the next day? I bought Jack Skellington as a skin on Fortnite. He's in Fortnite and I uh, got a little this is Halloween instrumental f yeah, emotes. I walk around in that bathtub that's in the. Uh, that's in the movie that they put. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really weird seeing Jack Skellington uh, like hold a, a weapon. Really strange. Did, I, it's crazy that Disney allowed that, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, look forward to watching Coco this week and maybe um, maybe another Halloween Disney movie. I'm not sure. Uh, probably Werewolf by Night in Color. I'll probably check that out. But, uh, but that's all I did this week. Well, next week on Diz His, we're going to go over the history of Empire Strikes Back, and we'll be having Justin on for the Nerd Archive podcast. And um, it's funny because Sarah has a good connection to Nerd Archive podcast. Um, so, Sarah, 
Uh, your connection is, of course, what is it again? My husband is one of the hosts. Yeah. Actually. Who we, we yeah. want to have on Dizzes eventually. Yes. We have to have uh, Sarah on first, though. Yeah, we had to have her come yeah. on so she give the the podcast her blessing. Yeah, adds more value yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, for people who are wondering how they can hear more of you, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me uh, with you actually on No New Friends oh. podcast. That's where I know yeah, you from. That's the place. <laughs> oh. Yes, no, if you, uh, Sarah's great. She's one of my co-hosts on the No New Friends podcast. You can go over there. Uh, it's an adult podcast, so please do not listen to it with your children in the car. Um, but maybe if you have, you need a little break from, from the children, go ahead and listen to the No New Friends podcast with Sarah and I. Um, but seriously, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Really, uh, really enjoyed getting your perspective on, on Coco and, and your love for the movie. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So to hear more of us, you can, join, of course, join our Patreon by going to our link tree, hitting the Patreon tab, joining our group troop uh, for as little as $2 a month. You'll be able to watch these shows live. You'll get invited to our Discord where you can talk with like-minded individuals, meaning other Disney adults, really. That's what it means. Uh, we talk Disney every single day. Uh, we play games. We have game nights. Um, we did one movie watch along. I'd love to do another one of those in the future. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've met some like lifelong friends from this, and it's uh, that's honestly the best part about it just the friendships that we made uh but other perks of the patreon is you can write for our blog you're entered into future future giveaways as long as you're five dollar tier and up yeah and uh you know everyone's in there daily talking disney stuff so if you are one of those people who you know love disney and you're like oh man none of my co-workers appreciate my love for disney none of my friends appreciate my love for disney my spouse does not love appreciate my love for disney uh get on the discord and uh talk to us because we appreciate your love for disney yeah, we'll be there for you. So that's the His on Coco. I'm Chris. I'm Alex. I'm Sarah. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.